Well, what I'm about to do is I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet in a second. Um, and I do that. Um, I don't want you to think like Blaine just does things. Um, so many times we come in and it takes three or four songs to break through. You know, some, some of you know what I mean. Others, you'll get it in time. It takes songs to break through and then, and then we get open to receive and then we do meet and greet. And all the things are good, but it's easy to get distracted. And friends, I'm coming to you heavy this morning. Somebody said, are you nervous? And I said, no, I'm heavy. I'm heavy. And so I want to tune into heaven. I want to open our hearts to receive. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to go through another hour church service and we leave and we go on with American Christianity. So if you will, just stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus, lift your hands to heaven. Oh, there you go. Saints, come on, lead us in. Come on, saints, lead us in. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 we tune into your presence right now. You're already here, but we say stronger, God, more, more, God, grip us, grip us, grip us, grip us, grip us, Jesus. I come against distraction. I come against preferences. I come against mindsets. I come against attacks of the enemy right now, and I cast it into the lake of fire, and I loose the glory of the Lord, the excellency of your presence, God. The wonder, God, strike us with holy fear. Strike us with holy fear. Like when the disciples were in the upper room and it said the, the room was feared with, filled with fear and trembling. It's not a fear I'm afraid, but it's a holy reverence and awe. Loose it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, grip us, God. Grip us. Our hearts are open. Just as pastor said, God, let our hearts be good soil this morning. Good soil. Open to receive. Open to receive. We turn away from the world. Come on, let's pick up the language of the old church. We turn away to the ways of the world. And we tune into the dialogue of heaven. Oh, Jesus. Come on, just for 60 seconds. Bless the Lord. Pray in tongues. Come on, 60 seconds. Oh, come on, prophesy. Say, Lord, I'm good soil. Lord, I'm good soil. Let me be a landing pad for your glory. Jesus, move, 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 move. Have your way. Have your way. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Keep us here, God. Even as we move on in the service, keep us right here. Keep us right here. In Jesus' name, and all God's saints said, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Oh, if you can, I'm not trying to be one of those guys, but if we can, let's tune into heaven. Put your phone on, do not disturb. I know some of us have children and have different things going on, but we're tuning into heaven. Oh, I just want to share with you... um, some people, uh, I want to share with you just a little bit about 2022. I'll be quick. Give me two minutes, three minutes, and we'll jump into the word. Amen. Some people have come up to me and said, what, what, are you okay? What's going on? Man, you've been quiet this year. You've been quiet, and this was in 2022. But I just want to share with you, um, Daniela and I have went through a pivotal moment in our family. Um, for those of you that that are in touch with us, you know, there's been radical transformation in my family and um, doors open um, and new opportunities arise. And it's been a new season. I mean, every single area of Daniela and I's life has been a new season. We're now parents. Amen. The greatest gift of all. I, um, yeah, I love it. When I walk in and get home from work and Zade lights up, I think my heart just I thought two, two moments, I'll share this really quick, two things that have made my heart blow out of my chest. And I was standing right here, and they opened the door, and Daniela walked down the aisle. I mean, Pastor Roe was good looking too, but Daniela outshined your pastor, okay? I, he was dressed to the nine, but when they opened the door, uh, Noah and all of us, the guys were back here, and I'm like, I'm not going to cry, I'm good. I'm like, And then they come, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. And she comes down the aisle, and that just, my heart blew out of my chest. And the second thing is, is being a father. It has wrecked me. Um, 
There's things with the people we run with, you know, Noah and Abigail Bailey, Andrew and Meredith, they would say things and I wouldn't get it. And I'm like, yeah, you're a parent, great. But then being a parent, I feel like I need to go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't understand, now I do. I understand what God was teaching you because I'm actually behind you. I'm learning. Um, And and my, how I remember Abigail used to say, um, how you see the father differently when you have a child. And, And it's just, it's been amazing. And it's so true. And and so this year has been radical, and, and in the beginning of the year, um, for those of you that don't know, Daniela and I had our own ministry. We would do Sunday night services, downtown events, seen many people healed. We've seen the miraculous. We've seen things happen. Um, we, would, we have a church in Columbus we're friends with that we would do stuff with. We were just busy, busy, busy all the time. And one of the hardest things for me is in January, the end of December of 2021 going into 2022, the Lord said, give me your Isaac. And some of you will know what I mean. Others, um, God said, give me back what I've given to you and trusted you with. And it was so hard. I mean, you guys may not know Daniela like we do. She, was, she may lead worship up here, but this isn't what she loves to do. She does this because she knows she has to. But she's a secret place worshiper. She, she, she'll, she ministers to the Lord in private. That, that's her heart. And so she was like, amen. <laughs> yes a year off. That's great. And I'm crying the blues like, but God, people are going to think I failed. People are going to think I couldn't do it. People are going to think I lied about the words you give me. People are going to think, people are going to think. And he asked me, he said, so who are you living for? My approval or the approval of man. And I really, really had some months of disappointment. And I was like Adam, I ran and hid. And I was just so like, God, I know this is what you want. But like, what do I tell people? And he's like, don't say anything. And so we took the year, and once I got over myself, uh, and we moved to Upper, which I swore I would never move to Upper again. Swore I'd never run the family business again. Swore I would never do the things that are going to be coming. And here we are. We're walking in them. Uh, So never say never. Message over. Have a great day. No. Never say never. And so we're doing this. But in the year off, once I got done pouting, um, I'm thankful for the kindness of the Lord because I pouted, you know, like I'll show him my heart got a little hard <laughs> and um, the Lord said, I want you to test everything. I want you to define everything, even re- have me redefine even the simplest of things. And so I, I'm like, OK, so I open up my journal and I'm going through prophetic words. I'm going through things that I've ministered, things that the Lord has marked us with. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to be spirit-filled? What does it mean? What does it mean? And I'm going through these words, and the Lord's defining them and redefining them. And Pastor Teresa said something, and I totally agree, but let me add this. We are prophetic people. But what I'm realizing in the church is we are undisciplined, unrooted prophetic people. And everybody will say, I'm prophetic. I'm prophetic. I'm prophetic. I got a word. Daddy God showed me. I've got a word for you. And if it's released in the wrong season, it can do more danger than good. If a baby is born premature, yes, it can live, but it might not have the full nutrients that it needs. It might not be at the full place that the baby needs to be at when it's born. And what I learned is a lot what the Lord showed me was not wrong, but premature. And I've had to learn to um, be disciplined in the prophetic and be rooted in the prophetic. And so it's been a year. It's been great. I'm going to... I'm going and I'm testing these words and Lord, what are you, what did I miss? What are you saying? What, what did I, what do I need to do? And, and he just really revealed, redefined. Um, and, and it's just been beautiful. So it, it's been an amazing year. We're getting ready to launch into some amazing things. And, and, and so, but, but we've been discerning like, Lord, I'm done playing Christianity. I'm done playing Pentecostalism. I'm done. Your presence isn't determined by how loud, loud Corey plays the drums or how many times we re-sing the, 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 the chorus, bridge. I knew that. What's that? Is that this? But how many times we go back or the chorus that's, or, or how loud we get. That's not spirit here. It can be a, a reason, but it's not it. And I'm like, Lord, the things in the Bible are happening in such small measure. So, th- so there's either you lied or we're off. And I'm going to tell you, he doesn't lie. Foursquare, your denomination has a, has a verse, and every building is what I'm told. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he didn't lie. 
And so somehow we're off. And I, it, this year, the Lord has been cutting me, cutting me, cutting me, wounding me, bruising me, saying, Blaine, you're prideful. You're arrogant. And you'll miss my presence every time. I don't care how good you perform. It's those that go low. It's those that come. It's blessed are those who are poor in spirit. But we've let the culture come in and say, no. You're blessed and highly favored, but they're using a culture, a cultural definition to try to define the kingdom. And so we come in so edified and puffed up, we can't receive what God has. And so it's been an amazing year. And one of the things that, and this is going to tie into the message, I've used more than three minutes, I'm sorry. Um, is the Lord give me a word when during COVID, what was that, 2020? 2020, we, we were doing street ministry. I think Bailey, Abigail, some people from Upper, we were walking downtown. And, and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be here. Like, I have a heart for another town, you know, like Roe and I, Pastor Roe and I, we're, we're, we're visionaries, man. We get together. And what would it be like if we started a church here or there or this? And, and here we are in Marion. Um, and it's great. I love this. I love this city and God's doing big things. But the, the pride and the arrogance in me is like, but God, wouldn't Danny and I go to Columbus or Cleveland? Like we're young, we're on fire, we're, 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 we're just ready. And he, he started to give me a word and it was this idea that he wanted to create hubs and dwelling places of his presence. And again, I take this word and the first thing I do, you know, Bailey, we were doing ministry together and I call her, we call her and we call these people and we're like, listen to this word God give us. We didn't even ask him to define it. We're just like, man, he's going to create hubs of his presence. And so then we go to a conference, Holy Spirit conference, and Michael Miller from the upper room confirmed the word. Um, He said, we're in Dallas, Texas, but I believe God, even in rural areas, is going to create hubs of his presence and dwelling places to take regions. And, And so I'm like, whoa, confirmed. But still, the person that gave me the word, I didn't go back to him to say, what, what's, what am I missing? What am I doing? So we just run out. And we're like, oh, let's get a building. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you miss it in the name of Jesus. And the problem is, for he'll still show up and do miracles for his namesake. He'll honor his name. But I'm like, God, why am I, why, why is this, you know, and, and, and so he's like, you need to learn to process the prophetic. And so I'm, I'm getting to the message, I promise you. And so that word dwelling place, hub of his presence, um, the one thing we didn't quit doing in 2022, the Lord um, wanted us to keep going to upper and doing encounter nights. And it was at the place called the hub. And so we, we go there and uh, we do these, these, these ministry nights, these encounter nights. And it was funny because that word hub was there and and the Lord, I'm like, okay, Lord, what about this word? What does it mean to have a dwelling place of your presence? What does it mean to come in and the presence of the Lord is suitable? I know it happened in Wales. It happened in New York. It happened in Brownsville. It happened in Canada. It happened, these outpourings of the Spirit, where people come and encounter God. And the testimony was, I've, saw the, I've seen the Lord. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And he started to just take me to this passage This was in like March of 2022. It was, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And I'm like, but God, what about preaching? Like, I've got so much to say. And he's like, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And I'm like, but God. And and so I started to tune into International House of Prayer. And Mike Bickle had a word years ago that in one generation, God was going to redefine what it means to pray. And that, that's been going forth and houses of prayer have been popping up and Pastor Rowe has been, it's been hitting him in his spirit to release a teaching on prayer. And I'm thankful for that. And it's awesome because it's not just Pastor Rowe. It's a global message right now. If you tune into a body of Christ that is not seeker friendly, can I, who's the assembly for? Can I ask you that? Is it for the saints or is it for, we've made the gathering of the saints for the unsaved. I love the unsaved. That's amazing. We can go after them. We can see great things. But the gathering together is for the saints. And we've became culturally relevant and seeker friendly. And we've, we've, we've structured Jesus right out the door. Oh. And so I'm like, okay, your house should be called a house of prayer. So I'm listening this up and I'm like, oh man. And so the Lord's been working on the body of Christ, big C, about prayer. Because, friends, I believe that what we're doing, even, let me, let me say this, let me, I was on TikTok, and I'm not a TikToker, I just, Corey sends me these things all the time. I'm scared to death I'm going to get a virus or something, like, 
like praying over my phone, speaking in tongues before I open it. Like, uh. So even TikTok, the unsaved, are realizing there's a shift in the world. Even the unsaved are realizing there is something pivotal going on in the nations. What's our response? We're going here playing church as normal. 20 bucks in 40 minutes and we're out of here. What happened? I miss, even when I wasn't saved, I would hear my mom and my grandma talk about, yeah, we had a testimony service and so-and-so come up and give their heart to Jesus. And, we t- and I'm like, what happened to that? When's the last time we heard, man, we were gathering and we were worshiping, we were in prayer, the word went forth and these unbelievers come to the altar and got saved. Man, we're in a pivotal moment and the body of Christ needs to respond. And I believe this is what the Lord is putting on Pastor Roe and Pastor Pastors in the nation's heart that are paying attention to him. That are saying, Jesus, what do you want me to preach? What's on your heart? What are, what's our response to the rage and the shake and the chaos in the nations? And I believe it's this, my house shall be called a house of prayer. So if you will, open your Bibles to John chapter 4. Um, I have a lot of scripture. I'm not going to always break it down. I'm just going to use it because I want you to know I'm not speaking on um, opinion. Or my thoughts, I'm speaking from the word. And so we, we spent the year discerning all this stuff. And, and I want to tell you that I've come away with this. Preaching the word isn't a job. It isn't a calling. It isn't fun. It's a burden. Now you may think, that's not God. But when I googled, because I always thought burden was like, you know, if I haven't fed Daniela, she can become a burden. Like... <laughs> You've got to get this woman food or the whole trip is going to be in chaos. Um, no, when I looked at it, a similar word, a synonym for, for burden was a responsibility. And friends, I, I come to you with a burden. I come to you heavy with this word. I come to you heavy with this word because I feel the urging of the Lord. And I love Pastor Betty's message, but I feel like this should have been chapter one and hers is chapter two because it's going to be about how we're going to get into the red zone, how we're going to see the manifestation of the Lord. Oh, hey, Jesus. Oh, this is heavy. I really, I, I'm, when the Lord starts to cut you, you realize just how much you don't know. Man, when he humbles you, you realize, I don't have anything to say. Hmm. And so, Lord, just tuck me behind your cross. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. You have the mic. You have the stage, God. Have your way. Amen. John chapter 4 will be at verse 23 and 24. The title for today, if you're taking notes, is In Spirit and in Truth. Look at your neighbor. Say, In Spirit. Your other neighbor and say, in truth, in truth. I've been reading a book by Andrew Murray. Um, it's called With Christ in the School of Prayer. Uh, With Christ in the School of Prayer. I recommend everybody to read that book. Um, and he had a quote, and he said, it's evident that Jesus, when he said this, in spirit and in truth, does not mean earnestly from the heart and in sincerity. Whoa, that just took away everything we just thought. Andrew Murray said that when Jesus said in spirit and in truth, this does not mean you're praying earnestly or you're praying from the heart or you're praying sincerely. And when I read that, it almost offended my mindset. I'm like, what? And so as I continued to read, it began to destroy the old wineskin. Jesus is like, you miss this so much because of your old wineskin. And he said, you can't put new wine into an old wineskin. It'll burst. And so you have to forget what you think you know so that I can give you what you need to know. And so as I'm reading this, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm like, yeah, but, 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 but God, your scripture says um, worship. And we're talking about prayer. And he, he began to define that you couldn't take a scalpel and cut if you had worship and prayer, smack them together. Think of an, who loves ice cream? Yeah. Think of a chocolate and vanilla twist, how it's twisted together. You couldn't cut it apart if you wanted to. It's intertwined. And prayer and worship is that. Isn't it funny how the enemy has come in and we have denominations because we couldn't agree on one thing? So we've split. You know, we're we're holiness. Well, we're spirit-filled. You can't be holy without the 
the Holy Spirit. And, and, and you can't be spirit filled without living holy. And, and then you have, well, we're word of faith or we're, you know, and, and it's just, I wonder how it breaks God's heart. You know, um, and so he, he's showing me this in, in both the word used in the original language for worship and for prayer are compound words. So they're both, both of those words are made up of two separate words. Are you with me? I'm not, okay, I hope I'm communicating this clear. In worship and prayer, the word used in both of those that helps make up the fullness of the word is pros, P-R-O-S, pros. And what it means is to draw near, to come in, to come in, to draw near, to come. It almost gives you this idea that I'm going to come and sit beside Pastor Rowe. I'm going to draw near. And the book of James says, draw near to God and he'll... Oh, come on. And so, in other words, prayer and worship is this idea that I'm drawing near to God. That I'm not just singing a song because it makes me feel good. Or I'm not just just praying and have a grocery list of prayer. But it's this idea that, God, I want to be with you. I want to be one with you. It's this, this oneness that is his desire. And so in prayer, that's our, that's our heart. We can't divide it like the denominations of the world and they have splits over, well, we want to be a worship movement and we want to be a prayer movement. The fullness of God is the fullness of God. And so those that are going to worship in spirit and truth are going to live a life of pure worship and pure prayer. They're going to live a life of prayer. And I'm going to get into what prayer is in the Bible. Okay, and, and, and what Jesus was saying to the Samaritan woman, he said, listen, in John four twenty three and 24, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So this is Jesus himself describing what he's looking for in a house of prayer. What he's looking for in a worship leader. He's not looking at Richie or Daniela and saying, ooh, you can play the guitar. Have you ever noticed that, that Richie is a phenomenal guitar player and, and he loves the Lord, so I'm just using him as an example. But if he was arrogant and boastful and thought, look how good I am, man. I can sing the daylights out of this song. There will be no move of God. But if a little old lady stands up so moved by the Holy Spirit and sings a hymn off tempo, off key, the whole place will get whacked with the Holy Ghost. Because performance has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's a heart position. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that happens. And what, what, what the Samaritan woman relates to is always us. She was relating to, yeah, but isn't there a place and a time that we worship? Don't the Jews worship on this mountain and in this festival and in this season? And friends, I'm afraid that we, as the body of Christ, the, the, the greatest deceivement that we've bought into is we are living more like the first Adam than the second. And our prayer life is more based on Sunday morning or Sunday night or when the church is open for prayer. We are relating more to a place and to a time than we are realizing that there's a Holy Spirit that can dwell in you and you become the holy place and you begin to live a life of prayer. It doesn't matter where I'm at, what time it is, what season it is. I'm drawing near to Christ. The veil has been torn and I have access by the blood of Jesus. So that when I do come into the house of prayer, it's a bunch of filled up Holy Ghost, drunk on the spirit believers, bringing heaven down and tugging on the tassels of Jesus. Ho, ho, ho. Whoa. It's, we, we, we act, if we would just get to the core of ourself, we are more first Adam believers. Well, I want to pray, but I mean, I don't have the, I need to have the time. You know what I mean? I need to have the spot and I don't have any of that. Now there's nothing wrong with the house of prayer coming here and doing that, but I'm telling you there's more. We're to live it. We're to, it's supposed to be a heartbeat of us. And in spirit and in truth is the way we're to pray. And I promise you, if you begin to pray, you'll have real worship. You'll have real worship. I'm not talking about four songs. I'm not talking about Corey doing his run. I'm not talking about Daniela singing. I'm talking real worship. Where the glory of the Lord fills this place. Oh, Jesus. And so he says, listen, the time is coming and, and, and is now is. And friends, listen. I believe that we are in the generation of the return of the Lord. And for so long that used to bring me fear. When I wasn't saved, 
My dad would like fall asleep and John Heggie would be on TV and I'd come downstairs and I would be scared to death. I'm like, I'm going to burn in hell. The moon's red. Oh, oh God, the moon's red. I'm going to die. I'm like, he knows what I did, man. It's not he who created the eye able to see. I'm going to burn. Oh, but now it's, it should bring great joy. Oh, and, and, and it should bring such urgency. And that's why I'm heavy this morning. Because I believe we're going to shift this morning. And friends, I am done with service as normal. And I'm not just talking about TGP. I'm talking about the church. I'm done just coming. And I'm done not seeing a move of God. I'm done. I believe the hour is now that we're going to take hold of heaven. I believe it. And and I believe this hour that we might not see the return of the Lord right yet, but we're going to set up the generation that's going to see and behold the man, the man, the man that splits the skies. The man. Oh, Jesus. And what we do now is going to set up Zage generation that they don't have to pioneer they don't have to cut through Pentecostalism and, and, and evangelicalism and, and, and the isms of the world and, and the, the, the anointing comes through whatever we think it does. Like we're, we're going we're gonna to set them up to be a bunch of laid down. Think about I love the chosen because a friend of mine, Andrew, we were getting lunch and, and he's like, man, I love listening to him. I love reading about him. And now I love to see him. And I don't know why, but that hit me. And I'm like, that's all I could do is to not cry right there at Taco Bell. <laughs> mm, blessed of the Lord. Let's pray for your pastors that they'll eat Taco Bell. And I'm like, I'm seeing it. And I'm seeing these just rough fishermen. They weren't the Pharisees. They weren't these, these religious elite. They were the most unqualified. And Jesus called them and they shifted the nations. They shifted all the time that will be. And so come on, man. We've, we've got to get a hold of this. Listen, um, the religious spirit will always relate with the time and place, right? Um, and it'll make you relate more to the first Adam. But what I want, what I pray is that we're going to have a meeting today. When I said I'm done with church as normal, we're going to have meetings that mark us. We're going to have meetings and words. What my prayer is today, that somebody goes from Jacob to Israel. Somebody walks out of here with a limp, a holy wound, a holy bruise. That's what I feel like the Lord wants to do. And he can't raise us up through, hey, sister, you've got a calling on your life. And what I want to do is I want to walk with you. And uh, we're going to get you a microphone and a a Facebook. We're going to teach a John Wesley. uh, Billy Graham came to where John Wesley was raised. And he said there were two hole or two wear spots in the floor where John Wesley prayed for revival. Whoa. And Billy Graham got down in those, that, that same spot, put his knees there and said, do it again, God. He didn't. That's before the great evangelist Billy Graham broke out and spoke to the nations. He went low. And I've learned that. And I've repented for wanting the microphone. I've repented for prepping sermons. I've repented for thinking I know more than God. And I'm saying, do it again. Do it again. Save the region. I'm believing a region is Upper Sandusky. Finley to Delaware is the region we're believing for. God, do it again. Set an altar up that where you are lifted up, you will draw all men unto yourself. Do it again, God. And it's not going to be where Pastor Rowan in the four square denomination or Pastor Blaine or whoever gets the glory. It's going to be King Jesus lifted up. Ho! See, we all want an Acts chapter 2 moment. And then in maturity, that's what I wanted. And I'm not saying you're immature. I'm saying I wanted Acts 2. And I yelled and I shouted and I danced and I declared and I did all these things and and decreed and declared and all this stuff. But what I realized is you can't have Acts chapter 2 without the the, the, the forerunner message, without the the passage in Luke and the the passage in Acts chapter 1 that was the launch into Acts chapter 2. You can't just, God, we just want gifts and fire and all of this stuff. There was something that took place that shifted the heart of God to pour His Spirit out. And so I want to talk to you today, and and I believe the meeting that we're going to have that's marked us is I've talked to Nicole and Pastor Rowe, and we're going to have a time of prayer after for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. What I'm huge on is intimacy. 
I'm huge on um, reclaiming the language, okay? Um, and I'm going to hit on both of those today. Um, if I can, I have 30 minutes, and I'm going to do my best to articulate through this, is, 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 is um, I want to reclaim the language. I am not here to condemn. You cannot be a servant of God and condemn. John three seventeen. He didn't come to condemn. But I want to reclaim this idea that I'm spirit-filled. Whoa. Pastor's like, get about you. I don't believe everyone that says I'm filled with the Spirit truly is. Now, I am not the judge. Pastor Rowe taught me that because I used to get almost mean. And I heard him say one time, he's like, hey, I'm not the judge. And I can't lose time. Of, I can't wreck my mind trying to, how can I prove to them they're off? You're going to have to stand before God. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm taking that. Because it's like, I'm not your judge. So you stand before God. You know, Greg, if you say you're spirit-filled, go for it, brother. You know what I mean? The amen, we're, we're one in Christ. But what I want to release to you today so that you can self-evaluate is when you're filled with the Spirit, it looks like something. Now, denominations have split because they said, well, it's speaking in tongues. Well, the others say this, the others say that. Let me ask you something. Pastor Rose, my father-in-law, <laughs> I love him so much. He's gotten me Cavs tickets. He's gotten me Browns tickets. When we hang out, the ladies are like, what a, they're gone. You know what I mean? They're talking about, well, it, it, but what I love is we always talk about things, but it always comes back to Jesus. It is. And so Pastor Rowe, you know, he, he's, my, he's my father, my father-in-law, um, but I don't even say in-law. He's my father. He's been there for me. You know what I mean? I love him so much, and I wouldn't be here without Pastor Rowe and Pastor Megan. And so I want you guys to know that. I love you very much. And, and so he's my father, and if he says, Blaine, what do you want? Ask me, and I'll give it to you. And I say, man, um, he said, hey, let, let me ask you, do you want to prophesy or speak in tongues? And uh, I say, well, well, I'd like to speak in tongues, but he gives me the gift of prophecy. Does that still make him my father? Is he still my father? He just decided this is the gift I want to give you. So tongues is a gift. We should all speak in tongues. Do not forsake the gift of tongues. It's amazing. But just because a body of Christ is not speaking in tongues does not mean they're not saved or spirit-filled. And if you don't agree with me, that's just quite fine. But, but the spirit inside of you looks like something. And we've missed Jesus because we're like, ah, Greg, speak in tongues or you're not on the board. Even though you're anointed for this house, I'm going to deny you, brother, if you don't speak in tongues. So he's forced to be like, Shonda, rah, bah, 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 bah. And they're like, good, you're in. And he's like, what? Like, and then another, another body of Christ is like, oh, Miss Vicky, we need you. And she comes and she starts speaking in tongues. And they're like, oh, 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 meeting Monday. Ho. See, see the foolishness? It's foolish and it's grieved the heart of God. And so here is the evidence. Here is going to be the sound from the hubs, from the houses of prayer, from the sons and daughters. Turn to Romans 8. Romans 8, we're going to look at verse, uh, verse uh, 14 through 17. Romans 8. Oh, Jesus. Listen to this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. If you're led, you're a son, you're a daughter, right? And then it says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Listen to this. The Spirit, say the Spirit, Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. And if heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if needed, we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. All right, you got that? You got that? Now turn to Galatians 4. Galatians 4. Oh, Jesus, come on. Galatians 4, verses 6 and 7. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So what's the evidence of being filled with the spirit? Abba. 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 The, the, the evidence that, that, that you are filled with the spirit of God is an internal heart cry, Abba, Father. Why is that important? The angels don't even get to call him Abba. The angels don't even get to call him Father. 
Creation doesn't get to call him father, but we get to say, Father. Ho! Father! Some of you may not get it because your father hurt you or run out on you or didn't meet your expectations, but I'm here to tell you that's not him. We get to call out, Father, we are sons, we are daughters, and if a daughter, I'm an heir to the kingdom. So that means all that you have is available for me. Oh, when, when the Queen of England dies, right when she dies, the heir is next up. So when Jesus took his last breath on the cross, we launched into sonship. Oh, Jesus. We launched into sons and daughters of the Most High God. Oh, sons and daughters, sonship, you are my father. And listen, listen to this. He said, Jesus goes on to say, as the father has loved me, I've loved you. Abide in my love. But we read over verses like that. Okay, yeah, that's good. Where's a verse I can apply to my life? Make me feel good. No, I'm, I'm saying it's time we get wrecked on the things of as the Father has loved you, Jesus. You love me, and I get to abide in that love. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. And to us, that may not mean as much, but we have to look back. God, what's it mean to be a son? What's it mean to be a daughter? Oh, and so listen, the evidence is what no other creature gets to say is we get to say, Abba, Abba, Father. Oh, and when you get to see your father and see him rightly, that cry will mean more to you. That'll be your prayer. Let me, let me prove it to you. The disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and he said, Our Father. Our Father. He didn't say, Oh God, you know, this, that, and the other. He said, Listen, when you go to pray, pray, Our Father. Oh, and I'm going to get into what that cry means. Um, listen, sonship is everything. Sonship and daughtership, when you get gripped in your inner man, you get possessed with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, and I've had to learn this, and I've had to repent. I've had to cry out. I've had to pray, and I'll get into how I prayed before. But, but it's, like, it's like, God, when you're in me, everything else has to leave. These fishermen threw down their nets and forsook everything. Everything. And I'm watching the chosen. And what I love is how Jesus lovingly corrects the disciples. How they think we'll do this because we have religion. We'll do this because the Torah has taught us. And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I love when he holds back the two disciples from attacking the, the, uh, the Samaritans, right? He holds them back and it's like, no, no, no. You need to learn the ways of the kingdom. And friends, I think the only way we're going to learn and experience the kingdom is through a heart cry, through a life of prayer that we cut out all these senseless words that Pentecostalism has taught us or evangelism has taught us. And and we start to cry and allow the spirit to pray through us. And I'm going to tell you it's ugly. You might not want to bring your first date to intercessory prayer because it's going to be groaning. Lately, my prayer, I've just... And I just feel the Lord lift and I don't know why, but I just feel him like a cool drink of water. Because I'm like, I don't have the words for this. (sighs) There's going to be groaning. There's going to be crying. Those who sow in tears will reap in joy. It's going to be the spirit bearing witness. Because quite frankly, with the evil in the world, our puny minds don't know how to pray. So if we're going to tug on heaven, push to the red zone, see the city saved, we're going to have to pray the way the Holy Spirit can pray. Oh. Why? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says this. Why do we need the Spirit to pray through us? Because he says, For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Whoa. So if you're like, well, I've heard people pray like, God, I know it's your will, so bring it down. And it's almost like you're trying to convince God. I'm not like saying you don't know how to pray. I'm saying sometimes you talk me right out of prayer while you pray. I'm like, man, I was in this. And then you, oh, why did Jesus, when he's like, hey, be clean. Your sin has set you free. Or you're, you've been free from your sin. Pick up your mat and walk. Like, be clean. And I'm like over here like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> give me the oil. You know, throw it. like Holy Spirit kick. Like, get, you know, I'm like doing all these things and that's not found in Jesus. I'm not saying it's wrong, but sometimes we pray ourselves right into unbelief. 
But it's when the Spirit prays, why do we allow the Spirit to pray? Because what, what man knows the things of God except for the Spirit of God? And the Spirit of God is in us. So man, it, it takes the striving out of it. I used to say, God, how do I evangelize? God, how do I win this person? He's like, just be led. Hey, Blaine, i got a great idea, buddy. Get out of the way. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll have you know, God, I've laid down my life for eight years to follow you. And I'll have you know, I've seen some miracles too. Okay, I think I can handle this one. And it's like, okay, well, good luck with that. You'll come back. And every time we pick up our tail and we're like, God, this isn't working, man. Like, like, and so it's the spirit who knows the things of God. We're called the stewards of the mysteries. And you don't get that just through, I went to a meeting, went to a meeting, and now I know all things of God, and I'm a prophet. It seems like everybody's a prophet today. Everybody's an apostle. Every, like, and I'm not, we all have callings, but it's like, I feel the Lord er, like tugging me, and I feel like the Lord is looking for those that are going to close the door. Why is it when he taught, he said, go in the room and close the door. Seek your father who is in secret, and he'll reward you openly. Like, it's this, God is longing for us to have the true spirit in us crying out. And I'm telling you, when the spirit's in you, you may think, man, I don't want to get up and pray, but you get up and pray. I, I, I don't know how to pray, just, just show up. Holy Spirit, I'm willing, I'm here. I'm crying out. I don't have the words, it's heavy. Just let the spirit bear witness through you and cry out. What it does is when you allow the Spirit, it aligns our wills. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Why? Because the Spirit's crying out. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And I'm going to reveal it to this vessel, the will that needs to be done. Then he says, it grants us access. It gains us favor. It gains us trust. It gets us to the place of faith where we ask and we believe it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Why? Because the Spirit is in me. And friends, the favorite job of the Holy Spirit is to manifest Jesus. The Holy Spirit's favorite job isn't for you to jibber-jab in tongues. I love it. The Holy Spirit's favorite job is not for you to tell Pastor Betty here, I got a picture for her. Although all that stuff's great. It's all great. Hear me out. But we tend to idolize the gifts and the moves more than the giver. The favorite job of the Holy Spirit is to manifest Jesus. Listen, this whole idea of I don't want to get too spiritual, I don't want to be too weird, it needs to go out the window. Because if you're not, you're not the same. You, you were bought at a price. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So you're going to be the weird spiritual one. You're going to be the one that people are like, Yo, you can't go around Aunt, Aunt Nicole, man. She's going to get me. She's going to know what I ate for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like, it, it should be like we are. I'm not saying that you're weird where people don't want to be around you, but people, why do we look so much like the culture? That makes me wonder what fruit are you bearing? And I've asked myself this. Listen, I prayed one of the most dangerous prayers. I'm reading Ezekiel, and uh, God was going to destroy all of Israel. And before he did that, he called forth an angel that carried an inkhorn, and he said, Go and mark those that have hate, hated lawlessness. Go and mark those who are righteous. And I said, God, would you mark me? Or would I get slain? But see, it's so seeker friendly. You don't preach like that. There is returning of apostolic preaching in this hour. Because church as normal isn't working. Darkness is elevating and the church is tucking its tail between its legs, scared to death. Oh, it's getting darker. What are we going to do? But the spirit in us should bear witness. Yeah, that darkness is under his feet. And because you're an heir, ask and it'll be given. Show up, ask. God, give me this town of Marion. But who's asking? In faith. Who's being prompted by the Spirit that when you get here, you don't have a prayer itinerary, but you're crying out, you're groaning, you're uttering, God, give us this land. Give us this region. Give me my family in Jesus' name. And I'm not praying of my own will because I want it. I'm praying out of the will of the Father because the Spirit is bursting forth. Ask, 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 ask. Hey, because he said, I bought and paid for it in my blood. And so I hate when a son or a daughter is bound. Oh, if you don't begin to... I, I realize, God, why did you pray for your enemies? He said, because they're made in my image. And I want somebody that's got the Holy Spirit in me, not dancing around waving flags. I love that. I was getting ready to go tell Dawn, get your flags, come on. Go get your flags. Go wave. 
but I think she was helping with the baby, so I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt that. But I love that. But, but, but God is looking for those that have wrote that check. They're sold out. The flesh is died. And they're saying, God, I want to live in spirit and in truth. And, and, and God, it, it might wreck everything that I think is Blaine. But here it is. I'm, I'm here. I'm here, God. I'm here. I can't. Daniel Kalenda once said, your, your half measure is more dangerous than your full obedience. Being half in. Grieving the Spirit in the name of being filled with the Spirit. Man, I feel like the Spirit wants to, wants to cry out, wants to release and wants to give and wants to establish the government of heaven so that we can see the things the apostles saw. Because guys, he's not a liar. And he said, greater works you'll do. Man, I long for that. I, don't want, I, I told Danielle on the way here, I'm realizing I don't have the ability to preach and I'm not a life coach. I can't, I, I'm just not. If it was up to me, I'd be cutting walnut trees in the woods. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love you, but I, like, I love nature. I love the, the quiet time. But, the, but God has put a burden on me. And man, I want to see what he paid for. I'm tired of us worshiping the devil more than God. And you're like, oh, how dare you? But we are quick to say, that's demonic. Yeah, the devil's got his hold on her. Devil's got his hold on him. But the minute you say, let's ask Holy Spirit, they're like, oh, I don't know. That's weird. So you believe more that the demonic can happen than you can the Spirit of God. That's not being Spirit-filled. That's not being Spirit-filled. The Spirit of God cries out, Jesus, Jesus, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Oh, man, if you knew what your father could do, ask him. And James says, don't ask mixed with unbelief like the wave of a sea tossed to and fro. Ask in faith. Oh, Jesus. So what events launched us into Acts 2? Because what I love, I think I've got time. Can I have your permission to finish this message? Okay. If you need to leave, you can leave. But I really believe you don't want to miss this. What the Lord's going to do, not what Blaine's going to say. Um. What I'm believing for is that move at Ephesus where it messed up the government. It messed up the, 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 the economy system in Ephesus. That literally people brought thousands of witchcraft and sorcery stuff and threw it and they burn it in the town square. And it, what's the word I'm looking for? It messed up the economy? The economy. It messed up the economy of Ephesus. What would happen if we had a service where people were throwing down crack pipes, were throwing down smartphones, were throwing down, bringing big screen TVs, boom, done with it. Bringing TikTokers, and th- like, not the people. <laughs> what, what, what would happen if people were bringing their pornographic device and throwing it away and saying, man, I need this, I want this, I want this thing, it's real, because I peeked into the church and I didn't see anything, I didn't notice anything. I saw those same people at the bar. I seen those same people cussing on Facebook. I seen those same people. So why do I need that? But when they see the Spirit bearing witness, it'll have no choice but to say, I've seen the Lord. Because when the Spirit bears witness and the Spirit says, hey, Father, come, He comes. And it's the Lord that will teach. It's the Lord that will convict. It's the Lord that will save. But we've been trying to do it on our own strength. And it's not working, but He's looking for those that are in spirit and in truth crying out, Abba. I believe we can see the glory of the Lord fill this area. Oh, So what led us into Acts 2 where they won Ephesus? I mean, later on in Acts, but they were clothed with fire. They were clothed with tongues of fire. And they went out and everybody heard the gospel in their own language. And signs and wonders happened and all of that. Why did that happen? Thank you for asking. Let's look at um, John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 22. Oh, Are Are you getting this or? Okay. Oh, got some holy water here. I do that for Pastor Rowe. He's like, man, why are you always having the bougie water? So I'm like, man, I got to go get one this morning. John 20, 22, listen to this. And when he said this, Jesus, when Jesus said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's before Acts 2. Acts 2 was the clothing of the Holy Spirit. This is the indwelling of the Spirit. John 20, 22. He walked up. That word for breathe is only used one other time in the whole Bible. Where is it? Genesis 2, 7. 
where Adam was life. He was formed. There's Betty. She's Adam. Just formed. There she is. But she was dead. I don't know. Did she walk around? I don't know. She was, did she go to church on Sunday? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Did she, did she, did she dance and raise her hands in worship? Maybe. But there was a time. I won't get in your face. I promise. There was a moment when God met her face to face. Man, we need that. I know when I got saved, man, I went to the bar the night before. And I only went because I'm like, man, I need God to bless our business. We're not making any money, man. My friends go to a certain denomination, and that's what they do. And all their, they run half of a small town in Wyandotte County. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go throw my check in. And I got wrecked. And a, a, a missionary spoke on Revelation 3.20, and that happened. I opened the door, and I'm like, oh, in a church that that didn't happen. The power of God met me. And when Adam got the breath of life, he came alive and he walked with God in the cool of the day. And God said, wait a minute, Adam, Adam, what do you, you see that? What do you want to call it? And he called it and it was favor, authority. <sighs> not, man, you went to Bible college. I'm not saying, I went to Bible college. Man, you, you've been at church every day. You should go to church every day. Not the things we think anoints us and gives us authority, but it was literally the longing and <sighs> Betty's alive. With Christ. And I've learned, listen, intimacy with God, I'll coin Abigail here, means you see him rightly, right, G? You see him rightly. When you see him rightly, what's he doing? He's at the right hand of the Father interceding. So when you're alive and you start to see him, he's living a life of prayer on our behalf. So how much more is it like, oh, I don't want to go to the prayer meeting. I've been there. Oh, I don't want to go to the prayer meeting. We should have more people in the house of prayer than on Sunday morning. Hey! In the house of... It's quiet in this Pentecostal, in this Pilgrim Holiness Church. Come on. And they came alive. And they cried, Abba. Adam was Abba. Oh, can we name something today? Can we go for a walk today? I want to see you. I want to be with you. Now, New Covenant, in case you don't believe me. John 20, 22. He breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They came alive. Now, wait a minute. They followed Jesus. They gave everything up to follow him. Who are you to say they didn't have the Holy Spirit? But I didn't. The Bible did. The Bible did said they didn't have the Holy Spirit. It wasn't until they were gathered together and he walked through the wall and and they came alive in Christ. And what did they do? They went to an upper room. They went to a prayer meeting. And uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 14. No, no, no. Let me read um, Luke 24, 53 first. Here's what we're going to find out. I want you to see it in the scriptures in case you don't think I'm telling you the truth. Luke 24, 53 And there they continually were in the temple praising and blessing God. Acts 1.14 These, being the disciples that received the breath of life, all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. What did the breath of life cause them to to do? Gather. Let's have a prayer meeting. Let's pray, let's worship, let's gather. Man, we, he said it, we believe it. He's breathed his spirit, not your spirit. God wants to co-labor with you and wants to do these things. But do you want to co-labor with him? Man, it's all about me is what I hear today. Here's what I like and it's what do I want to do and what's my calling? What, what's on his heart? What grips him? What, what is his spirit just gripping you and possessing you to do? And I guarantee you it's going to be prayer. Crying out, Abba. Because from that place of Abba, from that place of intimacy, is when we start to see miracles break out. Is when we start to see real evangelism happen. When you leave the house of prayer, you have something to leave with. When you are marked and gripped with this message, with this, with this lifestyle, it's then you'll start to carry the glory. The glory, what you spoke about, had me wrecked. Pastor Betty, you, you, you fired me up. I was sitting where Megan was and you said, this is before the message. And you talked about carrying the glory and I could have run through the wall. I was like, yes. If Moses, his countenance shifted, how much more of, for us under a better covenant should we carry the glory of the Lord? Oh, it's a heart cry. 
Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we're praying just what's filled in our heart. It's what Matthew chapter 6 calls vain repetition. (laughs) He said, don't pray like the religious leaders. Vain repetitions. Think you'll be heard for all your words. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to... I, I hope you think like... He thinks he knows it. No. I'm saying there's more. And just as Pastor Betty said, we're there. I don't care if it's in Upper. I don't care if it's in Marion. I don't care if it's in Finley, Delaware, Columbus. I don't care where it's at. You're going to miss it. In the name of Spirit-led. You hear what I'm saying? In the name of my preference. In the name... You're going to miss it if it's not the Spirit in you groaning, crying out. All right. So I just want to give you a few things that happens when we pray in the Spirit. When we pray uh, in the Spirit, I told you it's going to be, it's going to be messy, right? It's going to look different when you cry out. It's going to look, travail is something they relate to a woman in childbirth. When Danny, when Zaid was about here, man, it looked like something. Like, Whoa! Hey! <laughs> Ho! 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 <laughs> like, hey! Now that's why God did it in women, not men. I'd, I'd have been like, take Maranatha. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. I'm God. Ho! <laughs> it's like a woman in childbirth. When the, when, when, the, when the church is gripped and filled with the Spirit of God, we're giving birth to something. And it's called the kingdom of God. It's called breakthrough in your life. You don't get breakthrough in the name of breakthrough. You get breakthrough when you allow the Spirit to cry out in you. When you allow the Holy Spirit. You don't have spontaneous worship that moves God's heart in the name of, Hey, Richie, let's go spontaneous this morning. That's called performance. And that's also could be considered prostituting the presence of the Lord. making performance happen. No, natural moves of God are going to happen when we just cry out, when we're open vessels, Holy Spirit in us, crying out for Abba. So why pray in the Spirit? It's giving birth to something, right? It's giving birth to something. It builds your inner man up. So many of you are weak, run down, about to give up, stressed out, anxious. Does that sound like the new birth? Pastor Rowe, does does God say, hey, you're going to be anxious, brother. Just hang in there. No. Be anxious for nothing. But because we don't pray in the Spirit, we're running laps, man, and we're exhausted. <sighs> Pastor, it's my time to drop out of church for a few months. In the name of rest. No, you're just... Vain repetition comes from a religious spirit. And a religious spirit is born in orphanhood. Vain repetition comes from an orphan spirit. And an orphan spirit... I just, I just got that. An orphan spirit is rooted in, what did I say? Rooted in orphan. No, no. <laughs> what did I say? Vain repetitions comes from a religious spirit, and a religious spirit is rooted in orphanhood. Yes. But if, it, if we're sons and daughters, we have access to everything our Father has. So listen, even praying in the Spirit, it's not that we're not beings and we don't have emotions. But it's, I can tap into the kingdom. One thing we love to do is we love to abuse. You've been given the keys to the kingdom. So here's what I'm going to teach you, brother. You ready to grow up in in, in the spirit? Shout and yell, I bind you and I cast you. You just see something. I bind you by the name of Jesus and I cast you into the lake of fire. No, no, no. Holy Spirit in us bearing witness. It's like we're in a Zoom call. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And they say, hey. Blaine, pull up a chair. I'm glad you joined. And what you hear is what you say. Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father saying, and I only do. So what happens? Why is it when we pray and yell and shout and throw anointing oil, nobody's healed? Because the father didn't say to do it. But when you're crying out, Abba, 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 he'll say, now Vicky, pray, pray, pray. Now do it. Now do it right now. Go, do it right now. And you go up and you, you say, in the name of Jesus, this broken leg has to be healed. I apply the blood. Be healed. Boom. He's healed. Because she was listening, her spirit was in contact, crying out, and she's now tapped into the kingdom of heaven, and now she can release what she hears is being released. So praying in the Spirit also leads to a manifestation of the Spirit. It also leads to the power and the kingdom. 
So when you're, when, when you're run down and you're weary, you can speak over your body. You can start to worship and pray and cry out, Abba. And there'll come a moment and say, now ask for joy. Boom, you ask for it and joy hits your spirit. Acts says, um, repent and all this stuff because refreshing comes from the presence. And refreshing means revive. You know what else it means? <sighs> a fresh breath of life. Acts chapter three nineteen. look it up later. <sighs> a life of prayer, Abba, Abba, Abba. He'll come. You're, you're drawing near Abba. He'll draw near to you. It'll strengthen your inner man. Refreshing. It's like a cool drink of water. It's a face-to-face recovery of breath. That's what refreshing means. In Acts 3.19, refreshment comes from the presence. It means I get a fresh when I cry out Abba. It builds up your inner man. Jude 1 says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit will build up your inner man. What's it do? It creates, a, 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 it creates a, a place for his glory to land and his kingdom to be established. When we cry out, Abba, he takes the stage. That's revival. Revival is not a meeting. It's when the kingdom of heaven invades. And it changes the region. It changes the city. It kicks out principalities and dominion of darkness. Revival is not a meeting. Revival is a manifestation of the kingdom of God on heaven and earth. On heaven in heaven happening on earth. It's when heaven invades. Ho. Oh, look up the Welsh revival. Look it up. Man, it messed up the economy. And what's it do? It, it builds us up. It establishes the government of heaven. It launches us into an Acts chapter 2 move. And just what I said in the beginning, it sets up the end time bride. Because friends, God is coming back for a bride. There will be a great consummation ceremony in the sky. There will be a great marriage in the sky. That Jesus is preparing a bride. Not a busy body church. I'm not saying not to be busy. But man, we have more potlucks and get-togethers and chitty chat sessions and tea sessions than we do prayer meetings. We have more, let me, let me cater to the sinner. Now we're supposed to go after them, but we leave the hungry as orphans. We grieve the heart of God. We grieve the move of God for our city because sons and daughters aren't crying out, Abba, and take and him saying, Yes, Vicky, now that you cried out, you have an inheritance. So it's your birthright. You missed it. It's your birthright to establish the kingdom of heaven in your household, in your city. You're missing it by vain repetitions, by a religious spirit. And we have to get this idea that I'm a son. Abba, send Holy Spirit. And we will begin to look like the bride that Christ is looking for. My last scripture that I want to read to you is this. uh, Revelation. Where's it at? Revelation 22.17. What happens when God marks us in a meeting? What happens in these settings? Are we just going to go to lunch? Are we just going to go watch the football game? What happens? Are we just going to say good word? I almost don't like when people say that. What's that even mean? What's that even mean? Am I living for your applause? I'm not saying don't say good word. I'm saying, what's that mean? Oh, Jesus is looking for a bride. And a bride has the spirit in them crying out, Abba, Abba. And the end time bride that he's looking for. If you're saying, man, I feel like the end's drawing near. What do I do? Do I get a bunch of guns? I heard people say, yeah, they released a bunch of Muslims in Columbus. They did. They let them in. What are we going to do? I'm like, what are we going to do? This is the greatest opportunity to see the kingdom manifest. Abba, come. Establish your kingdom in Columbus. Turn the heart of stone to a heart of flesh. But we're stuck like, oh, God, if you will, if it's in your... Where are the sons and daughters that are going to cry out? Revelation twenty two seventeen says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Let the Spirit, Spirit in us, crying out. Now what's our part? The bride join in with the Spirit. Because, Nicole, draw near to God means you have to do something, right? You have to draw near So this is the moment that we say the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Does it look like something? Does that sound like something? 
Jesus in his last hour and his betrayal, the disciples, the, the three chosen ones fell asleep. And he goes, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I see Jesus looking over his bride and he's saying, man, the spirit is willing. You're talking about it. You're saying it, but the flesh is weak. Why is that a problem? The flesh needs to be dead so that it's not your will. It's you saying, oh, Holy Spirit, you're wonderful. It's like I'm living for the first time. It's, I've come, I've come alive. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's the Spirit bearing witness for your every need. Ho! Oh! Guys, come on, awaken. I hear the bride. Oh, I, I hear Jesus. Awake, you sleeping giant. Awaken, my bride. Awaken to the things I have for you. Turn away from the lesser lovers. Turn away from the repetitious prayers and receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Man, I feel Him. I feel Him. He wants us. He wants us to begin to look like the bride. To talk like the bride. Man, I... Oh! He wants us to begin to cry, Abba, I can't do it on my own strength. Come. Abba, I can't heal one broken bone. I can't save one soul. So come. Abba, I can't provide for my needs. So come. Abba, I've tried... Oh, I've tried pills. I've tried therapists. And it never works. So cry, Abba. Come. There's still power in the blood. He still heals. He still sets free. He still desires to come. Listen, last thing and I'm closing out. That come, Lord Jesus, it's a three-part thing. He came. He's coming and He'll come. He came as a man and defeated death, hell, and the grave. He's coming because every time we call Abba, He comes. And then He's coming in the skies to get His bride. He's coming. And friends, we're in a shift. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to respond? Go about church as normal? Are we actually going to let the full manifestation of the Word of God happen here? Come on, man. This intimacy message, let me add one more thing to you. It's a life of prayer. It's a life of getting, getting lost in the prayer room where Holy Spirit's teaching and revealing and praying through you. So my altar call, Nicole, will you come? Pastor Roe, will you come? My, 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 my invitation today, there is no condemnation in love. There is no shame. There is no shame. But if you feel like you need a fresh touch of the Lord, maybe you don't know Jesus like this. Get, let's get born again today. Let's get born again. Let's not wait another minute. There's no shame. You've got a group of family that's going to celebrate here with you. If you've had a rough past six months, year, and you just need a fresh, come. Because we're believing for an impartation this morning. We're not playing around. We're believing for a mark this morning. We're believing Holy Spirit's going to mark us in a real way. Holy Spirit's going to wake us up in a real way. And don't miss this opportunity. So right now, just in these few minutes, if you need to go, we bless you. But if you want the Lord to minister to you, come. Just come. Come, come.